Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another Witness Wednesday here with St. Michael Youth Ministry. We're so excited to have Father Adam Carrico with us, who is uh, pastor at Ascension and um, willing to share some of his story with us about his call to ministry. Um, so, Father Adam, welcome. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor. Anytime. Anytime we get to hang out, I'm, I'm always happy with Um so we know you're a priest, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Sure. Well, I, uh, I've, I've been a priest for almost five years now, and I uh, grew up in, in Peewee Valley. I went to San Aloysius in, in Peewee Valley, a graduate of St. X, a graduate of U of L. And uh, yeah, just uh, I've spent most of my life in the Archdiocese of Louisville, and I've gotten to know a lot of a lot of good people, uh, probably many of the people that you're interviewing on here. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I, uh, I'm the pastor of Ascension and uh, it's a, a wonderful parish. Everyone's passed by it, but not everyone knows where it is. Uh, so uh, if you want, you can come find us. That'd be great. <laughs> and you enjoy restoring old um, candles and making candles. I do, I do. I, I find old church brass and polish it up, and then I take um, I take used candles, especially the big Paschal candles uh, from from the Easter celebration, and uh, melt those down and make new altar candles with them. So it keeps me out of trouble. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so if you don't mind sharing with us a little bit, I know you say you've been a priest now for five years, which is hard to believe. I guess you lost that that new priest smell, but um, <laughs> uh, how did and you, more hair? <laughs> um, so how did you get here? How did you? What was your call to ministry like? Um, was it you know clouds opening, heaven's voice from the skies, or <laughs> no, no, not at all. I I first thought of becoming a priest in the third grade. Uh, there was an elderly priest, the senior associate at St. Aloysius. His name was Father John Dickman. And just a very kind, uh, loving, authentic, joyful uh, priest uh, who actually had Parkinson's. And so you literally wore uh, his vulnerability, his humanity, on the tips of his fingers as he shook more and more. Uh, the older uh, he got, the more advanced uh, that disease uh, became. And so... I, I just loved his authenticity, his joy, his desire to, uh, to be present with the school children. Uh, he brought us candy, which was pretty cool. Uh, so, a bonus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, uh, he's a good guy. And, and I think that, uh, well, I, I find it hard to believe that young men, uh, having experienced uh, something like uh, Father John, uh, would not have have thought of, of priesthood, that he was just an authentic, joyful witness. And, and it was from there, um, it really became uh, the battle of convincing myself that God could work with someone like me uh, to allow myself to, uh, to be humble enough to uh, be formed and to get over, uh, well, I was a very awkward kid. I'm still a very awkward priest but was a very, very awkward kid. So I was just telling somebody today how much public speaking, uh, which is kind of important for a priest, uh, a little, uh, this included as well. So uh, 
that I had to get over that reality uh, to, to recognize that given the training and, and time that I would be able to do what God is calling me to do. So it was really from the third grade on, it was more about getting out of my own way than, uh, than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's always funny. I think people think there's always this big, you know, Paul conversion experience where God knocked you on your butt. Sure. Um, yeah. So often it's kind of those little, um, those little moments of listening for the whisper. You know. Absolutely. There was a moment when I went up to St. Meinrad uh, just to visit because I had heard about uh, that there was, well, first Benedictine sisters and then the, the monks. And so I visited St. Meinrad and I remember just uh, this feeling of peace and, and acceptance that I, I should at least uh, see if it were real, uh, that I didn't want to pass up the opportunity because uh, I knew I would regret it. To, uh, to actually see if what I'd been experiencing was, was real, was true. And so uh, that really kind of gave me the courage, that peace gave me that courage to move. But that's, that's the closest I've ever been to being knocked off a horse so far. So You work with the youth ministry, so, you know, it, it, it always happens. Um, I've, I've gotten knocked off of a, uh, uh, a velociraptor. I think it was in Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, I seem yeah. to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the places God will take you. I know, right? On a on a purple dinosaur in the middle of Eastern Kentucky, you never know. Um, great spring break memories. Uh, that's exactly. One of my favorite memories for those who are listening of, of Father Adam is we were working together on this spring break trip. And um, we're sanding the ceiling of a, a trailer of a home of a family out there. And I just remember looking over at one point in time, and as you're sanding, you were just covered head to toe in drywall dust. And I thought, if that's not uh, what servitude really looks like, and, and being just a team player and being a part of things and giving of yourself, uh, I don't know what is. So um, that was that's one of my fond memories of, of getting to spend time with you. So God bless you. Um, what do you think, being a priest for five years now, you're kind of starting to understand and get the feel for things. Um, what is something you think folks would be surprised about um, that you found out while you uh, have been a pastor? Um, something that folks might be surprised to know that like pastors have to do all the time. Sure. Well, there's, there, it's, it's almost any number of, of things. I, I really have no idea. Uh, what I'll be doing, uh, truly, I have some some idea, but I, I don't really know what it is that, that God or the people of God will be will be calling me uh, to uh, to undertake in any given day. Uh, for example, I mean, it, certainly, um, no one expected uh, COVID nineteen. No one, no one expected three months of of being quarantined. Um, and I certainly didn't expect to spend my first Easter as a pastor um, working out kinks and and uh, and live streaming, and all so right. <laughs> it, it's all just uh, and and the people can kind of look to you for for any number of of, of different things, and so um, yeah, it 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 nothing really particularly comes to mind, but it's not infrequent. Yeah. Then I think to myself, they they didn't prepare us for this, <laughs> and 
it's in the Mary. So and all kinds of, oh, it was, uh, we were, I was applying for the uh, payroll uh, protection loans uh, through the, through the government to, to be able to pay our numerous staff. And yeah. I, I was, I was signing all kinds of documents and I'm like, I, I have no idea what I'm, I'm, I probably signed away my firstborn child, which thankfully, uh, it, Problem. <laughs> it's good. So, <laughs> so that's fine. But, but at the same time, I was like, this is, I, I, I don't know what, what any of this is. I, yeah. You do what you have to do. Yeah. 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 My, uh, I had a great mentor in college named Melanie, and she would always say 90% of ministry is interrupted. It's those things mm -hmm. that like, you don't plan on happening, but happen for whatever reason. Uh, things Absolutely. like signing PPE loans. Um, so, um, what is your, your favorite part of being a priest? Oh, I, it, especially the, the sacraments, I think that, uh, to, to view the sacraments in a particular way in which, um, I help to offer what is given to God on behalf of, of the person or, or persons uh, there in, in attendance. And so. Uh, baptism, we're offering this uh, this child, this this new soul. Um, confession, we're offering that which uh, is is that that uh, our our faults and our failings. I think accepts those, and that uh, of course offering the the mass, offering our entire selves uh, to God, and and to to help people in that uh, to to walk with people and helping them recognize that that God desires that as an offering. And so to allow ourselves to to make that offering of, of something that we, especially with our sins, we might not, or we don't want to hold on to, mm -hmm. uh, that God desires. And so helping people make that transition and uh, and just just being with people in that way. Uh, particularly in their their difficulty and their ups and their downs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now I know uh, scripture obviously is a big part of your life and your world, uh, and I know you have a favorite passage of uh, from First Kings about Elisha and the she bears coming down. Oh yes. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> other than that, uh, do you have a favorite scripture passage uh, that you tend I, to go back to? I do, I do. Uh, my favorite a New Testament uh, uh, scripture passage is um, that scene where in, in the Gospel of John, where uh, Jesus is calling Lazarus out of the tomb, and uh, most translations of the New American uh, has Jesus saying something along the lines of um, untie him and set him loose. Um, but there's the translation that says, uh, unbind him and set him free. And, and how often I think of that uh, in the plural. Uh, this is commanding us, especially uh, those in a particular way dedicated through ministry uh, to serving the people, to unbind them and set them free. And so I think that that uh, particularly echoes back to what I was saying about confession and yeah. enabling helping people to make an offering uh, uh, through that. So, so yeah, that, that image of, of Lazarus coming out, and of course he's, it, it, they're like, oh Lord, there'll be a stench. And Jesus is like, it'll, it'll be fine, don't worry. 
<laughs> well, and I, I, I love too. I think people forget like how close he and Lazarus really were. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like mm-hmm. this was just some random guy. Like this is one of his best friends, and he's saying, "No, sure. like mm-hmm. come out, come on, even death can't hold you. Let's go." Um, uh, so absolutely. Um, I know you grew up, you know, growing up out there at St. Al's in Huey Valley. Um, who was somebody you mentioned, um, you know, priest already who meant something to you in your faith life, but um, was there somebody else that you looked up to and kind of what about them uh, made you look up to them in terms of, of being great examples of, of Catholics? Sure. Uh, there's, there's been any number of people all, along the way. Uh, I think of the Kumlers, uh that they're, uh, their witness of, of faith, Mandy and, and Chris, uh, that they, uh, she kind of started a long, around the same time that, that I began serious discernment. And so uh, being able to, uh, to work with her in, in different things. Um, uh, Wally Dant, who, um, who was, uh, or, or is, he's, he's passed now, but uh, he was the father of of a good friend of mine in grade school. And then he was ordained as a deacon, which was uh, inspiring to me. But then his wife passed uh, and a year or so after that, he went on to, uh, to study at seminary as well. And so, uh, so his, his way of, of coming to the priesthood uh, through ups and downs and, and struggles and, and his, um, his way of saying yes, uh, even in the midst of, of all of that, which, which he encountered. Uh, was a, a big uh, push, a, a big uh, example for me in that way. Awesome. Yeah, we always need those those guides right along the way who kind of push and pull and prod and, and help us and, and kind of set that path sure. in front of us. Oh, and I, sh- I shouldn't fail to to mention uh, Sarah Fellows, who yeah. uh, my, uh, was my youth minister when, when I was growing up. So uh, Mandy, took her place, there was a few in between, but yeah. But, but Sarah, I always tell people when I'm in Sarah's company that, uh, that I, I blame her for, uh, for me, me being a person. So that everyone should, everyone should go to Sarah if they have a, a difficult <laughs> She She did very well uh, helping to, to form that little awkward, little awkward kid, so. Yeah, yeah, well good. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a fantastic person herself. Uh, mm-hmm. But is there somebody, um, a saint maybe that you feel a devotion to or somebody uh, within the faith uh, that you haven't met that you look up to? Uh, sure. I, uh, I often think of my confirmation saint, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, uh, how his uh, desire to follow God in, in the midst of, of his struggles, his desire to listen to God, uh, no matter if that was kind of contrary to what he might have been uh, desiring at the moment uh, to uh, to truly ask, you know, where is God calling me? And, and to to see my relationship with him uh, more than just flipping through a book when it came time for confirmation. And even though that's kind of what I did, I was flipping through a book of saints and I was like, oh, he's kind of cool. He got shot in the leg with a cannonball. And he walked all over Europe. I mean, he sounds like a pretty cool guy. Um, this, Ignatius, let's go with that. Um, but the, the longer I've, I've uh, been confirmed, more than 20 years now, 
that uh, that it's it's coming to recognize uh, that that is a real relationship that he chose me as much as as I chose him uh, or uh, perhaps maybe even much more and how uh, his life um, uh, and his example his words have been able to inspire me particularly in, in difficult situations and so I often uh, encourage people to uh, to look at the certainly their confirmation saint but if they're named after a saint or if they happen to share the same name as a saint um, or maybe even the saint on whose memorial or feast day they were born on that uh, we have these connections kind of all all around us and I think um, well, I know that uh, well uh, that I, I could just go on that there's a, a list of of seven female martyrs in the Roman canon, the big Eucharistic prayer that Father might say every now and then, that you think, oh my Lord, when's he ever gonna get finished? Never gonna be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know when he gets to the second list of saints that you're, you're almost done? Well, uh, at the end of that list is seven uh, women who died for the faith. And, uh, and many of them were quite young uh, when, they, uh, when they died uh, upholding Christ's example. And so I have, uh, for all of my life, felt a, a particular devotion to that seven, uh, seven list of, of women there in the Roman canon. So all kinds of witnesses all around us all the time. I think that's one of the greatest things about our faith is we have like 2,000 years, and if you include our Jewish heritage, you know, more, way more than that, um, sure. of folks to look back on and say like, how did they live their life? How did they live their life for God? And how then can I emulate? You know, um, I might live at a very different time and place than St. Francis of Assisi, but I can learn something from him. Um, Absolutely. I may never be able to juggle like St. John Bosco, but how can I interact with young people? You know, what gifts do I have? Um, so yeah, I love, I love that about our church. There's so many people to look back on. And, um, I'm a big, uh, person who pushes folks whenever they choose their saint for confirmation. Um, I do love them to learn about who, you know, their name, if, if their name is a saint's name, um, or if there's a name in their family, but uh, challenge folks to be like a little more, more than, well, I'm going to pick St. Hedwig because of Harry Potter. Well, is there a little more further connection? You know, is there somebody else? Um, My favorite was this, uh, is one particularly uh, seemingly quite popular young man uh, who in one of my assignments chose the name St. Valentine uh, for his confirmation saint. And I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we were having the discussion recently. Somebody said, well, can I pick a girl's name? You know, I'm a boy, can I pick a girl's name? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Like if there's a saint that you feel drawn to, Jesus, Jesus or God, you know, our faith has ever said, no, only boys can like boys, saints, and girls can like girls. You know, it's it's one of those things. We've got this whole uh, litany of folks to look back on. Um, absolutely. So, absolutely, I can learn learn from Mother Teresa just as much as I can St. Martin of Tours, you know. So, um, awesome. So, this is my favorite question right now, and okay. that is, um, what gives you hope? What gives me hope? The, um, the faith and the endurance, uh, the hope of, of young people 
that uh, having experienced as much, uh, especially the, uh, the more um, sordid, um, ugly side of the church, that uh, the ugly side of, of the clergy, uh, having uh, that kind of ripped wide open, uh, the, the faith and the, the, the belief, the, the desire to, to truly love what the church is, not what the church uh, appears at any particular time to be, um, that uh, it's, it's always a, a desire on, on my part to, uh, to promote and, and to, to foster um, the faith of, of young people so that, um, so that they know that, that there is uh, something, something greater out there. The, the, the church just isn't uh, this antiquated thing that probably won't be around much longer, but rather is, is solid uh, at its core. And, uh, and, and dependable, and how many uh, young people are able to see that in, in ways that I, I don't even, I, I don't think I saw when, when I was, was their age. And so to support them and to, uh, to help lift them up. And plus, I mean, it would be nice to have someone say my funeral mass uh, when I'm passed on, maybe, maybe 50, 60 years from now, uh, it would be nice to have another priest around. It would. Uh, it would be. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully it won't be all by myself. I, yeah, I won't be able to do my own funeral mass. <laughs> really weird and awkward if you could, and it you know, would like a walking situation. I don't know, but it would. <laughs> well, great. Yeah, I I love I love that question because it's it's like the question of where did you see God today that we ask. Yeah. You know, and, and just hearing so many different answers of, of hope in our world, which we, we need to hear all the time. You know, we need to hear those ways that, that God is working and, and the good stuff, because we hear the bad uh, so often. Mm-hmm. But, well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, of course, thank you. Me today, and uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say to young people or uh, before we kind of close out. Uh, but I, I enjoyed our time together as I always do. Um, so I, I appreciate you greatly um, in many ways. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the only, only other uh, thing I'd like to, to add is, is uh, the invitation to be courageous, that, uh, that we need uh, courageous but kind witnesses of the, of the faith. That, um, we we so easily get pulled into this politicizing and yelling and 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 Jesus Jesus didn't spend a lot of time yelling and pointing fingers. Jesus did spend a lot of time just being with people and uh, and recognizing uh, them for who they are. And so to 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 perhaps take this opportunity to to do that with uh, their fellow sisters and brothers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very wise words. Well, thanks again, Father Adam. Thank you so much. And um, you're welcome. Thank you. Being here and um, for folks listening, we'll be back again with another Witness Wednesday here shortly um, and also some other topics uh, coming up. So thank you for listening and we hope to uh, see and hear from you all soon. Bye, guys.